Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Have you ever loaned a friend money? Because it really puts you in an awkward situation with them, right? Like, sometimes they don't pay it back, and maybe they didn't, and it got weird, and it got strange. And I think you're going to see with her situation today that I don't know that she can go back and ask for this money now. And you'll see why with Ask My Mom today on the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hello. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, If it's Tuesday, maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe Ben's listening. Anyway, thanks for joining the show. Um, This is a podcast I started because my mom has the best words of wisdom. She really does. And you'll see when I introduce you to her. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. So mom says she's going to write her own memoir now, which is (laughs) news to me. We kind of catch up before every show, right? I'm like, what's been going on over the weekend? Because, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend and... She's like, well, I'm going to write my memoir. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> Not really. I just saw an offering for a little course online to learn how to write your memoir. And I was thinking about how you didn't know the details of my brother dying. Of course, he died before you were born. But that seemed pretty significant to me as something you should know about. So, Yeah, I um, felt like crap when I said that. After I was listening back to <laughs> yesterday's um, uh, weekly pep talk. I was like, I should probably know that my uncle died that way. And I feel <laughs> like your side of the family, there's so much I don't know about. Like dad's side, I did because most of them, you know, uh, were still alive. But so many members of your side passed before that I just oh, feel yeah. like I never really, like I never knew your dad. Right. I never knew your mom. I never right. knew your brother. Right. Um. That's that's big. You've only known my younger brother. Yeah. And and we don't get together that often. So yeah, right. so I think it is important that you know those things, that you all know those things about my family because it's a pretty interesting story. So I thought, well, I don't know what this course is really about, but it'll be something fun to explore. So I guess tomorrow it's a different lesson every week and I'll see how it goes. And after eight weeks... I'll either throw it all in the trash <laughs> or I'll send it to you. <laughs> Depending on what way it goes. I have a lot of those too. <laughs> I hope I don't get tired of it. I mean, I, um, I was going to do a calligraphy course. A, well, not a course, but I bought the, you know, the booklet and the paints and all that to do that like eight weeks ago so that I could maybe do Maggie's wedding invitations and I haven't even opened it yet. So you know, we'll, <laughs> I think that's we'll like everybody see. right now. Everyone's <laughs> like, I'm going to take this time, this quarantine time and really do something different with my life. That's how I even felt, you know, and I didn't get this podcast off the ground, which was even mm-hmm. questionable if I was going to be able to do this. But I feel like with all the time I have, I should be able to do something else. I will tell you that this weekend I started working on official certified mama's boy merchandise so that's wow that's a a process too i just realized that i am not good at like running a business it's just a (laughs) lot there's just a lot of different moving parts like the show part easy i can come on here and knock out one of these every day and for you know most podcasters do like one a week we we do one a day Mm -hmm. and so if you really think about it we do about about two and a half hours of content every 
single week, which is like unheard of in the podcasting world, unless you listen maybe to, you know, Jeff and Callie's podcast or, you know, but most of them are not daily. So that was like a big enough feat. And I was like, Ooh, got that down. Then it was like ordering merchandise. And so <laughs> I reached out to the guy that does Jeff and Callie's merchandise. And it was like, wow, that's like, just like a lot of questions. That's like a lot of like things you got to figure out. <laughs> details. I, yeah. I'm one of those kind of people who has too many details to me. Think, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not sure. This is just, this just seems like it's just too much. Mm-hmm. I'm the idea guy, right? Like, I can give right. you a million ideas. I hate getting down to like the nitty gritty. I wish I could be better about this. Every little minute detail that has to go into selling merchandise or anything else. There's a few couple different projects that I'm looking at right now when it comes to this podcast and, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, but how, 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 how am I supposed <laughs> to do that? You're a big picture guy. So you've yeah. got to find a connection, someone who knows about marketing and understands yeah. that and will be willing to work with you on it. I've got a friend that's helping me out with it now because I was just like, I can't. <laughs> it's just too much, too much for me, too much. I just want to sit I here and talk to my mom. I think that's what a lot of us are doing. You know, we're thinking, wow, okay. Now we have this time, so what can we do, you know, to, to make the most of it? And now Great. we're on overload of things to do. Like I, w- I was just looking at um, um, an article about all the movies, you know, there yeah. are to watch now. And, and when we start to watch a movie, when Jim and I do this together, we sit there and we look at the previews for like 20 minutes and then we're bored and then we don't really have time to engage in it and we just move on. Right. (laughs) Overload. Back in the day, it was so much easier. This this may not mean as much to the younger generation. Um, Like if you're in your early 20s, mid 20s, it may not mean as much to you. But back in the day, you didn't have a million options. No. You just did it. Like you just did whatever the (laughs) thing was that you were going to do. Like one of my favorite examples is going to see a movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to see a movie back in the day, you just went. Like that was it. You just went to the movie and that's it. And how now, many choices did you have? You had like four. That was right. like it. You know, maybe, they were like in maybe a super movie theater, yeah. you'd have four choices. Yeah. And like maybe one and, and, and they, they were all like different genres and that was <laughs> that was it. Now, if you want to go see a movie, you have to go and like read the reviews and like check out how what people are saying. And did your friend say it was good? Did you say it was good? Read all the, you know, what are the critics saying? What are the, what are people saying? Say it. Then, you know, it's, it's like showing up in the, yeah, there's a million different movies you can, you can pick from nowadays. And that you better hope it's at the right time because now our lives are so busy, you know, everything's <laughs> so on demand. We're not even used to being able just to show up at somewhere on the right time because we're just used to, we want to watch a movie, watch it from our phone. It's just right. Exactly. And there's 20 movies at one theater. Yeah. You know, and and you go there. And and, I mean, it is an investment. It's expensive to go. And those movie theaters, like the one that you take me to in San Diego, you know, where you eat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, my God, that's a hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's no, that's, that's why you got to do your research because you better not that's go anymore. And it just sucked because crazy. Now you invested half your paycheck into just going to see the movie. <laughs> Remember the first time that you took me there and I ordered a salad and I wore it out of there because I couldn't see what I was eating. <laughs> 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 the lights came on. I was like, oh. Oh my God, I'm a mess. It's just too Too much. much. The next time I got popcorn, I could handle that. 
<laughs> you just you just used to go. You just used to go to the movies. Now you got to really just like mm-hmm. everything. You got to do so much research and talking, and you better see how many stars it has. And and don't oh, you get just, upset like if you've spent fifty dollars to go to a movie, and and you hate it. I mean, yeah, it's the worst. It, it, I mean, you feel it's so the worst. You feel bad. so cheated. I know. Oh, Jim and I have done that so many times. So many times we go. Oh no, that was such a waste of time and money. Oh, goodness gracious. We need to talk to him tomorrow because apparently there's a little post-COVID drama between my mom and my dad right now Mm. because Georgia is pretty much opening up. Um, You know, we now, um, as of late, I don't think I ever made the announcement last Friday. I may have because it happened like out of nowhere. You did. Okay, so, you know, restaurants are able to open up now at a certain capacity and stores are open up a certain capacity. They already shut down one bar out in PB because it was a specific beach because there was too many people. Too many people showed up. There was no social distancing. Mm-hmm. So I guess that the drama that over in, in the Yancey household in Georgia though, is should dad go hang out with his, his elementary school friends or not? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something everyone is going to face now because now things are open. Before, when everything was closed, you knew to stay home. You were told to stay home. And so we all had to do that. Right. Because there were no options. Nothing was open except the grocery store and essential services, of course. But now everything is wide open again. But the coronavirus is still out there. So he and I were having this conversation today, and I we're not agreeing on it. So what does he want to do? Uh, well, I think he's leaning more towards wanting to go and taking Which is not risks. like him. I mean, he's very – he's pretty a safe guy. You he know, is. he doesn't really he, he roll the is. dice when it comes to it, especially with his health. Exactly. Yeah, he doesn't take many risks. But I think the thing is that we're all going a little bit star crazy. Yeah. We're all going a little bit stir crazy. I mean, it was so nice to have Maggie and John and Brian and Aunt here this weekend, even though we social distanced. That's my brother and sister and their partners. Yes. And we were outdoors when we were together, but we know we had meals together and our house is conducive to that. There's uh, sleeping areas where everybody can go and, and they didn't, they weren't even on our same floor. They never came into our living space and we could eat outdoors together. And they brought, you know, their breakfast and lunch. I prepared dinner, but I set it outside and they, you know, they picked it up and ate it. And I mean, it really, um, it really wasn't as challenging as I thought it would be. And even though we couldn't touch, you know, or be that close, it was still nice to be able to have conversation and see someone's face. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's, um, that's, uh, that's something that's still so bizarre to me. I feel like every time I leave the house now, I just assume everyone's going to be able to kill me, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Don't get near me. Don't get near me. And that's something that we're going to have to, I I wonder, honestly, I wonder if we're going to have like a, a slight PTSD from all this. Oh, I think you know we will. of of like um, fear of like. Do you have it? Do you have it? Do you do I have it? Do you know? Oh, I've had a couple of friends now that assumed they had it. I think everyone probably thinks they had it at one point. Now, if you had a sniffle in the past, you know, <laughs> right. three or four months, right? Uh, I did. You know, I thought I had it for a while, mm-hmm. um, but I've had two friends that have both had antibody tests and they both came back negative and they're so disappointed by that. You know, they're oh, like, well, yes. I, 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 <laughs> John had that John, you know, who's a heart surgeon. 
That's and my was, sister's fiance. Yes. And he was so hoping that it yeah. would be positive. Well, no, he doesn't have the antibodies. So, you know, well, he's still what we'll do is tomorrow we'll have, let's bring dad on tomorrow. Okay. You guys can both plead your case and I'll like be the judge of who I think is right and who I think is wrong. Okay. Well, we may have it resolved by then, but maybe not. Okay. That's okay. fine. All yeah. Right. Let's talk it all out right. because so these, are these are decisions. These are decisions that we're all we're going to make. have to make, you know, we're going to have to make the best decisions for ourselves and our families. I get it. Um, I get yeah, it. Yeah, It's tough. Tough. So I had some drama over the weekend that I want to talk out with you, actually just kind of talk about on the podcast in the first place. Uh, okay. It seems like every month I have some type of controversy on my social media. And so uh, it and it's just bound to happen. And I knew it was going to. So uh, <laughs> this week, it was all over. I, I consider an unsolicited DM that I got back over something. I don't know if you saw the news story. You probably didn't see it. But Khloe Kardashian has uh, posted a picture, I think it was Thursday, maybe Friday, and she looks very different than the Khloe Kardashian. I saw that this weekend. Maggie pulled that up. Yeah, amazing, crazy. I mean, totally different though, right? Yes. So I saw a couple different memes and that I thought were funny. Like one of them said, it's like, it's like Tristan, who was her ex mom. In case you don't know, Tristan Thompson, uh-huh. it says, Tristan, I think that we should see other people, and Chloe. And then it shows like her transformation from like the old <laughs> picture to like <laughs> the new one. Uh-huh. Um, what was another one that I put? Oh, something that was like, um, we all said new year, new us, but Chloe Kardashian actually did it. <laughs> oh yes. I think I saw that on your IG, didn't I? Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I was just posting all these memes. And then I saw one that I really liked because I think this this comment is so true. And it said, beautiful women who do regular shit with regular jobs and natural bodies don't get enough credit. And I just reposted that. And I said, this is very true. I think it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, God, in this Instagram visual age that we're in right now, if yes. you're not a supermodel, if you don't look absolutely stunning with a, a perfect bikini body and, and flawless in every way, right? And how, you know, drive an expensive car and everything else, then mm-hmm. you know, you really, uh, you're really in trouble in the right. digital age, at least, right? Yes. So, this girl who I've, I don't think I've ever communicated with before sends me a message that says, haven't you had plastic surgery? Question mark in all caps. Hypocrite. And huh? I res- yeah. Well, I responded with not sure how, dot, 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 like meh face, like the, like side eye, like f- kind of like frowning, but also like kind of looking down, like meh, you know. Uh-huh. Um, then she responded with, and I and I have okay, so I never, I haven't talked about plastic surgery on the podcast. I will in a future episode. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, I've had, I've had, I've had plastic surgery and it's mm-hmm. not something that I am, uh, that I try to hide. Right. If I can go back, would I do it again? Probably not, but I did. Yeah. Um, so she responds with, you're a privileged white male talking shit about plastic surgery and giving props to quote unquote women's natural bodies when you've done the same shit to your own tiny little body. Google what hypocrite means. And I was like, and I respond back with, why are you on my social media? Like, <laughs> and then, then, then I said, this, that was one message. The next message I said, this is such a waste of your time. I promise. Because 
you're not going to win. Like, you're not yeah. going to win with me. And I don't yes. mean that in a bad way. It's just there's nothing to win. This is, this is right. like a non-argument. Like, what, right. are, like, what are you even trying to do right now? I don't even understand, like, where you're coming from. Yes. And she said, the only, quote, waste of time, quote, is that anyone would listen to your fake fan fiction dates. This is no sexy senorita that would ever tolerate those dry ass lips. (laughs) (laughs) And so. Oh my, I'm sorry. (laughs) At that point, I just, I, (laughs) I decided, here's the problem that I have. And I'll kind of talk this out with you because. Okay. I did something that I wasn't proud of next, but I also, I kind of did it with like a, I feel like almost like the Robin Hood of bullying sometimes. Mm-hmm. I've been bullied, We've and we've talked about this, I've been bullied mm-hmm. my whole entire life, right? Yes. Like yes. I, from day one, like straight out the womb, I'm, I bet the doctors like talk shit about me. I don't even know. But I don't know what it is, but for some reason, people love to bully me. And so luckily- Because you're so sweet. Maybe, mm, I don't sweet know. Sweet boy. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and so people, I, 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 it's I'm so used to it now. Like for example, that message when I first got into radio probably would have destroyed me for days. Uh-huh. Now I don't give a shit. Like I just I couldn't <laughs> care less right. because it just, especially that one. The only <laughs> time I ever care is when they come at me personally. Yeah, like something, and that was kind of personal, but not something that mm-hmm. was really like a. It's not like I'm hiding behind my plastic surgery. I've talked about it multiple times publicly. And I also, uh, the only one that I can recently remember that really like stung me was when a woman came at me talking about like, this is why your wife left you or something. And that's when I was like, okay, that's that's like too far. That's low. Yeah. Yeah. So because I have been bullied so much and I'm kind of used to it at this point and Honestly, like that message, I mean, it stings like maybe 10%. I mean, they still don't, they're not fun. Right. Um, but I feel like I am almost like the Robin Hood of bullying. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the right, probably the right character or not, but I'm, I'm going to yeah. go with Robin Hood. Yeah. Like I try to be like the vendetta. Is that the right word? I don't even know. Like <laughs> I, I try the, to like stand up for people that, I mean, cause this happens all the time. The hero. And, I mean, yeah. I don't know if the right word's hero. It's just yeah. like trying to make a change. And mm-hmm. the only way I know how to do that is in a bold stance. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we can sit back and we can say, we need to stop bullying. We need to be nicer. The world needs more love. Mm-hmm. But until people get hit in the middle of the forehead with it, mm-hmm. people don't make a change. And that's what right. like most situations in life, right? Right. Um, so when messages get a little cruel and they just keep going. Mm-hmm. There are times that I'll just screenshot them and mm-hmm. I'll post them directly on my social media uh-huh. and with their username and everything uh-huh. because I feel like I want the world to see how this person mm-hmm. is talking. I want to mm-hmm. see, I want people to see these people's true colors. Yes. And I do it because I know what a fragile state we're in mm-hmm. when it comes to you know, depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and bullying. And I mean, I don't know anything about this person. This, this, uh, I don't know if it's a woman. I think it's a woman. Um, I don't know anything about her. I don't know mm-hmm. her age. I don't know anything like, I don't know. I don't know her for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't, I couldn't even see a picture of her. So I couldn't even tell you what, like what demographic she is or what mm-hmm. age or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that, 
you think you can hide behind this stuff and just say mean things, those days to me are over. Oh, absolutely. And depending on how fragile a person is, as you said, that can really devastate someone. So you're right. We do have to stand up and advocate for the underdog, right? Yeah. And if it's us. Somebody could kill themselves over that message. Let's let's say. I know. And people have. People have. Uh, yeah. And let's just say that I was extremely sensitive about my plastic surgery. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And let's say that I came on and like, then like, you know, I was already on edge because everything I've been going through, and that was like just something that struck me the wrong way. That one day when everything was already piling up, mm-hmm. and then you know, I mean, mm-hmm. this is how people are dying over this kind of stuff. Yes. So I did get a couple of messages back saying, I, you know you didn't handle that the right way. You shouldn't be, you're you're almost as low for like posting the message yourself Mm -hmm. on there. I mean, mom, what do you think about that? Was that the Mm -hmm. wrong way for me to handle the situation for me to like publicly post? I don't think so. You're calling her, you're calling her out. Imagine it. Imagine if you're, imagine if you're a kid and you're in middle school and someone says something like this to someone else, right? And you overhear it. And you're in the lunchroom, whatever. And you go over and you say, wait a minute. That's not right. That's not fair. I'm calling you out. So that's right. all you're doing. You're calling them out. I, th- I know. I think that's I think that's good because people need to be called out. And we need to stand up for things that are wrong and hurtful to people. Right. Just so it never has to happen again. Okay, so this is the message that I post in case you, you don't follow me on social media, which obviously you miss a ton of excitement. So don't miss a day because you <laughs> never know. Lots of drama. Lots of drama. What kind of drama is going to pop up? <laughs> um, so I'm that guy Kramer on Instagram. Also my Facebook, it also gets this feed. I posted this at 1230 at night because I just at that point I like, couldn't sleep. And I was frustrated. I said, okay, now that I can't sleep, allow me to explain. I get a ton of me messages, and honestly, I can handle them, probably because I've been bullied forever, and I signed up for my life to be scrutinized. My fear is if someone who doesn't even know me is willing to say hurtful things to me, what if they say the same kind of things to someone who couldn't handle it, someone who already is on edge, someone who feels like they're they're already a piece of shit and who wants to give up? That's why I posted uh, – that's why I post some mean message publicly because that – I feel um, – the ones that I feel are completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I want people to who write these messages to feel the shame when people see their true colors. Mm-hmm. Because right now, more than ever, we need love more. Than, uh, we need to love more and mm-hmm. less keyboard haters. Oh, and by the way, and I tagged her on it because she changed her handle after that. After I publicly, oh. you know, put it out there, she changed it. So I tagged her new one. I said. Um, I said, oh, and, and, oh, and you can change your handle. And I put her handle on there, but I wanted to make sure you saw this. I do love you and hope tomorrow is better for you. Mm. Um, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's part of me that feels bad about it. And for those people that did send this messages, like I, I see your point of mm-hmm. maybe it was a wrong angle to take, but I just am over it. I'm just over people treating people like crap. So you know the sad the Ugh. sad news is too that I believe that people that bully and uh, you know cut people down and make people feel small are because they feel so small themselves. Sure, I mean, that's so always where small. it comes from, right? We've we've had yeah. a couple 
yeah, episodes I mean, unfolding. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's so. the sad part. So thank you for saying you love her because the world does need to yeah, love her. Yeah, and I do. Like, yeah. I, I don't, and I don't ever come back at people like that. Like, I wouldn't, yeah. I don't, it's just, it's too much. Well, anyway. Life's too short. Life is too short. Too short. But we need too to short. be careful I, honestly, because words are poison. Words are poison. And in this, in this day and age of social media, Oh my God, it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible yeah. what it can do to a person. Some people just can't handle it, you know? Uh-uh. No, you it has devastated. It, so. it has devastated too many lives. Yeah. It's true. Yep. Very true. Yep. Uh, okay, so let's take a break. When we come back, we have to do Ask My Mom, because it's already Tuesday. It's a Monday show that feels, or a Tuesday show that feels like a Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you on loaning money to your friends? Is that like a thing for you? Because sometimes it's okay, but when it goes wrong... I think in her situation, it's gone very wrong. Can she even ask for the money back now? We'll do it next on the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. Okay, on Tuesdays, we do Ask My Mom, and we'd love for you to be a part of this segment too, where you just can send me a message. You can send me a DM if it's nice or an email if it's nice. I'm that guy Kramer on Instagram or that guy Kramer at gmail.com is my email address. And you just ask questions. And it's cool because you can kind of be anonymous. You know, sometimes it's kind of hard to ask your friends and your family for advice because they're too close to the situation or you might feel kind of embarrassed about it. Uh, with this situation, you know, you can. You can just do it anonymously or at least, you know, anonymous for the podcast listeners. Um, or I should say podcast family. I kind of feel like this little tiny little family now we got going here. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and also, this is also when you call in because we're only two people, but there's, you know, at least 10 people listen to this podcast that I'm sure have an opinion. So if you – if this you know, if you've been through a situation like this before, your um, – your words are very important. Your stories are very important. The outcome of how your situation went is really important. So uh, your opinion even, like you may have a really mm-hmm. strong opinion on this and you can always call mm-hmm. too. Please, 888-Kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R-8. Mom, I hate to um, I hate to stop the show, but my air conditioning is on right now and this is going to cost me an arm and a leg. So okay, I'm gonna and, turn I need, and I need to go get some water. Okay, so let's pause it for one second. We'll come All back. Right. All right. Okay. All right. Sorry. Air conditioning got cut from the budget. I can have no <laughs> air conditioning this summer because no money for it. Well, the good news is it doesn't get that hot out there. <laughs> I know. And you know. can open your windows. But I felt it come on. I was like, no, 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 not today. No. Not today. Not this, not this, not this summer. <laughs> Maybe next summer I can afford air conditioning. That'd be exactly. nice. Exactly. Hopefully you won't even have to think about it next uh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Ask my mom. Um, Hey, I have a question for your mom. One of my friends was cut from a restaurant at the beginning of all of this, which I'm assuming she means quarantine, and she couldn't make the rent. So I gave her $1,400. She took a part-time job, and a month later, she gave me $700 and said she'd have the rest of the money to me in a month, which would have been May 15th-ish. Well, that was almost two uh, two weeks ago, and she didn't say anything to me. And last week, she told me that she's moving to Arizona to move in with her mom because she can't afford to live here anymore. Uh, she already had her car repossessed. I don't know how to ask ask her for uh, that money. She's already going through a hard time. But honestly, $700 is a lot of money. Can I ask for that money still without seeming like a bitch? If so, how? I love your podcast forever. That's cute. Love your podcast forever. Oh, That's no, cute. I like That's that. Cute. That's cute. That's cute. Oh. Mm-mm. 
Yeah, giving giving money to friends is tough. Oh. It's tough. It's a tough spot, and something that I I won't do anymore because of this situation alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not here nor there. You can't go back, right. uh, Mom. What do you th- What do you think about this? And do you have any experience when it comes to loaning people money and when you're, they're close to you? You know, I really don't recall a single time I've done that. Um, just because I. I don't think it's a healthy thing to do uh, to because it, you know, it can break up your friendship or break up your relationship, you know, whatever. But um, like you say, that's neither here nor there. The problem is that she has, and now what does she do? Right. Um, So, you know, I would say that a, you are not a bitch that you were kind enough to help your friend out. And so don't feel like you now, are doing anything wrong by having a conversation. And I, and I think you need to have a conversation about it. You know, maybe it's not demanding the money right now, but just to let her know that that was a loan made in good faith. And you know that times are hard, but times are probably hard for you too. And that you need to have some understanding and agreement of how and when she plans to pay that back. I mean, I think that sounds good if it's not like a friend of yours, right? Like if this is a business transaction, then that's a pretty easy thing to say. Mm -hmm. I think the problem comes in when it's not and it's just a friend of yours and you're close to this person. You want to make them, you know, feel comfortable and. Right. But I still think you have to have the conversation. I mean, because if she is, is, if she is as good of, of a friend to you as you are to her then she will want to pay you back and she will want to do the right thing. And so you all need to have an understanding about it. But going through such a hard time too, is should she wait, you think? Is it something she can come back when things are maybe a little bit better and say, hey, um, it's because she obviously can't afford to, and I'm, I'm saying, I'm assuming she lives in San Diego. She says, I can't afford to live here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um no. Could you come back I'm, in a couple of weeks or a month or two months or, you know, by mm-hmm. September or something and say, hey, that money, I need to talk to you about the money you owe me. Would that mm-hmm. then maybe calm things down? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I, I would just let her know that I'm really sorry that she's going through a hard time and that you care about her. You obviously care about her because you loaned her $1,400. Um, but that you just want to have an understanding. It could be that she's going to pay it back in a year, but you need to know that she has a plan to pay you back. I mean, she had a plan and obviously the plan fell through. So now what is plan B? Because if you, if you let that go, first of all, she's going to continue. She, the person that's loaned the money, the friend that, you know, is calling us or, or asking us, is going to worry about that every day. And, it, and right. it, it's a lot to carry. It's a lot to carry. You do, you don't deserve that. You need to have a clear understanding with her and let her know that you care about her and that you're not asking her to pay it back today or tomorrow. You just want to understand what her plan is. What is her plan? This is her problem. It's not yours. I mean, I know yeah. that sounds harsh, but she asked to borrow the money. You gave her the money, and now the onus is on her to repay it. Is it worth losing a friend over? I mean, do you want a friend that would 
borrow $700 for you and then never say another word about it and leave you hanging? Well, she's obviously going through a hard time. I understand that. And that's so as, as a friend, is it your, and I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here just a little I bit. I know, I know you are. Just to be able to say, you know, um, uh, if you were a real friend, if you were a real friend to her, you wouldn't come to her in a time of need and say, hey, can I, can, can you give me that money back that you owe me? That doesn't sound like a very friend thing to do either, you know? No, that's not what I'm saying either. I'm not saying to ask for the money right now. I'm just saying to ask what the plan is. What is her plan for paying you back the money that she owes you? I learned, I've been burned a couple of different times um, with people not paying me back. And I forgot who taught me this lesson, but I think that anytime, and of course you can't go back now, but anytime that you loan money, you almost kind of have to see it as a gift. Like mm-hmm. it's you, you, you yeah. have, and you have to be also be sure that you have that money to just give away because yes. there's always the chance that, that you're not going to get it, it back. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I would say that chance is probably better than, than, than a lot of things in life. Right. Like it's, yes. it's almost, almost, I don't want to say a, a for sure thing, but I mean, I hear a lot of situations like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that if you don't have the money to give away, I have to kind of stick by my own theme here. Right. Like if, because my theory is that if you give a friend money that you just have to assume that you're, you're never going to see it again. Mm-hmm. And in this situation for your own mental health or your own sanity in this thing, would you be, be better for you just to say, well, it's $700. It's a lot of money. And, but I don't want to rock the boat. So I'm just going to, Stick it, you know, I'm just going to just leave it alone, right? I guess that's, that's kind of what you have to decide between the two factors of what's more important to you, right? Right, and we don't know the relationship between them. Right. We don't know how close right. it is. I don't know. I, I've always stuck to that theory. It's exactly why I don't loan, I really don't loan anybody money anymore. I had a guy that used to work for me that was in a tricky spot, and I told him I, I couldn't loan him the money, and I felt bad about that. There's a, there's a sense of guilt that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Only though, if you look at the big picture and realize that, it's probably best for everybody involved that money doesn't come from a friend right? because of situations like this. And if your friendship means anything to you, then it may be a stronger statement to make to not loan money to somebody, right? Right. Yeah, but I don't know who told you that, but that's excellent advice. Just be sure. Yeah, just be sure that you don't, your life's not depending on it because chances are, if it's a friend particularly, and I know this happens in families too, but, um, if it's if it's a friend, you know, you may as well just say, mm, I may not see that again. But in this case, I would definitely have a conversation. Let's hear from people, though, that were that have been, I know a lot of people have been in that spot. So if you've had to loan a friend money, what do you think? Are you able to just let it go? Or you did you have to just let it go? Or did you have to uh, confront them? And how did that go when you came to them? Like, did a friendship, anybody lost a friendship over money before? That'd be a good question to ask too. So 888-Kramer8 is the phone number. 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. All right. Are we good here? We're good. We'll bring on dad tomorrow. We'll have dad on. We can, we can hear out <laughs> both sides. Of your situation when it comes to should he leave the house and go see his friends during coronavirus. Okay. I love you. Love you forever. 
At the end of the show, I bring you the good news coming from the coronavirus because we're all still stuck at home, at least to some capacity, uh, depending on where you're listening. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of stories about people that are just back to normal life. I think story out of Florida over the long weekend, people are just kind of like, it's like never happened. Uh, so I don't know where you're at in your COVID coming out of process, but, uh, there's still a lot of cool stuff going on. We'll, we'll do this probably for another week or two, uh, here towards the end of the show. We'll start over at Vermont. Uh, there's a guy that just graduated as a physician's assistant, right? Over at the university of Vermont. And he's sitting there on graduation day thinking like, well, my gown could probably be repurposed, right? As a piece of personal protected equipment, uh, for all the people that are working in healthcare and working in the hospitals. He said, the image of my colleagues on the front line and at other medical facilities that lack the appropriate PPE, which I don't know what PPE is, but I'm sure it's some type of protecting wear, right? And wearing trash bags with no sleeves and no protection un- under their waist, that it just struck me. So what he did was he started this thing called Gowns for Good. It's a charity in which he is donating gowns to hospital facilities that lack the necessary PPE to safely operate during the coronavirus outbreaks. The slogan is wear the cap and donate the gown. And as of today, I mean, well, there's so many people that are like, yeah, I'll take like I can give you my graduate graduation gown. I don't I don't need like where's my gown? I don't know. My mom might have it somewhere. What do you like? What are you doing with yours? Nothing, right? So as of now, uh, he has collected over 7,000 of the graduation, graduation, it's obviously a long weekend Monday for me, Uh, graduation gowns, 7,000 graduation gowns from donors, and uh, 2,700 from some corporate sponsors or partners. So that's a cool way, something to do. It's almost like a wedding dress. What do you do with it afterwards? Like, what did you do with your wedding dress? I was so mad when I was married because... I think her dress cost like four grand or something like that. And then just sat there in the closet and we moved it time and time and time again, like with, with nowhere to go. Okay. And here's a cool story too. So this one is out of Oklahoma. It's the victory family church and audio director over there. His name is Colton. Uh, he said that for, Ever, their congregation would have these creative jam sessions and they would think of like creative ways to use unconventional instruments to put songs together. He said usually it would be during a regular church service, but during quarantine, we thought it'd be fun to find a way to do it where everyone was stuck at home. So the church's pastor suggested one idea that most of them really, really liked. It was using kitchen utensils. Colton said many people have been cooking at home a lot recently. Someone tossed out the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, and immediately it just made sense. I think we really just wanted to do something positive, uplifting for everybody. So what they did was they came together. I can't tell how many people are actually on this video, but they they made their own, very own, Don't Worry, Be Happy, out of just kitchen utensils with members of the church. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. As always, that is over in the show notes for you to go watch. And every episode I leave you with a made me laugh. It's something that I usually saw online and 
uh, made me laugh and hopefully ends with the show with a positive note, a positive tone, puts you in a good mood for the day. And I swear I heard him do this stand-up somewhere, but I cannot find it anywhere online. Only, uh, only the transcript of it. Aziz Ansari is one of my, one of my top comedians of choice. And apparently this ended up on the inside of a Chipotle bag. They did this author series and, and he was one of them. So this goes back to talking about, and I was, that's why I was kind of laughing earlier about how, why we have so many choices now, like how do you make a decision? All the processes you have to go through. So I'm going to read this to you really quick. It says, why do we always want the best? I had to get a toothbrush the other day. Before I left my house, I searched best toothbrush. It seemed like the sensible thing to do. As I typed it in the search box, the autofill completed the thought immediately. I wasn't alone in my toothbrush purchase insecurity. A fury of articles came up with conflicting opinions, and for a moment, I felt stupid. Every toothbrush I bought on a hunch has been fine. I've never been disappointed with a toothbrush. Why waste my time trying to find the best? Have you ever run into someone with no teeth and ask, what happened? And they replied, bought the wrong toothbrush, should have done more research. But then again, I do use a toothbrush quite a bit. If you can get the best, why not? I mentioned the dilemma to a friend. She said her dentist had given her a great toothbrush called Timble. She claimed it was amazing and that it changed the game. It was a game-changing toothbrush. And I went on Amazon and I found it. There were 192 reviews. First review, five stars. Great brushes. From a guy delightfully named Skip Smiley. Could I trust him? I clicked to see his other reviews. I soon began to question Mr. Smiley's integrity. Dude was giving five stars to everything. A diving snorkel? Love it. The book I, Alex Cross? Great book. An ink cartridge? Just fine. Just fine, but still five stars? Huh? More research had to be done. But then I thought about Skip Smiley. Maybe he figured it out. Maybe you just make confident decisions and feel great about them. Did Skip fret about which diving snorkel to buy? Doubtful. Instead of stressing out about other options and possibilities, he was swimming with his snorkel, making the best of life. I decided to buy the toothbrush. And you know what? It's a great toothbrush. <laughs> I don't know if you're the same way. I really do that. Every decision, I'm so bad at making decisions, especially when it comes to buying things. I better sit there and read every single review. And if you see one that's like three stars, you're like, oh, I don't know. But this is actually a great time to plug my podcast. Um, I A lot of people come and they, they read the reviews of this one. And that's why five-star reviews are so important. So if you got a second and you can be a Skip Smiley, can you just go down there and give it, you know, well, give it an honest review. If you don't think it's five stars, then don't you dare give me something I haven't earned. I want to earn those five stars in your heart. And thank you to everyone that took the survey and, and made this uh, this podcast better. I'm still kind of going through the results. I've actually got to cancel that membership tonight so I don't get recharged my $99 a month. And I'm uh, going to start making some of these changes here in the next couple of days. So, hey, I love you. You're beautiful. Okay? You're all. You're amazing. And I will see you back here tomorrow. Uh, we've got, let's see, it's not going to be Wednesday, so we have to do a moment in Kramer history. I do have a more Mama's Boy podcast. I'm going to try to get up this week. A lot of you guys gave me a lot of good feedback about the Miguel ambient up stories. And so I thought I would make an episode of them. Like if it's a little side episodes, you can go and, and check that out if you want to. And all right, there you go. I love you. See you tomorrow. Leave that five star review. Hey Kramer, it's Emily. I'm listening to episode 28, and um, in that episode, you're kind of down, Debbie Downer, Kramer Downer. Um, 
but I just recently read a book called Unchained. And one of the things that she recommends, so I also have anxiety, depression, and had it my whole life. But one of the things that she recommends is on the days where you're really down, write in your, uh, so I do it in a note in my phone because I also don't like journaling. So write a note in your phone or somewhere exactly how you're feeling. Like, they fucking hate life. It sucks. And then on a day where you're feeling really good, also write a note in your phone how good you feel. Like, today's great. I'm having an awesome day. Everything's going to be okay. And so on the days that you feel that sucks, go in your phone and look at the comments that you wrote on the day where you are feeling great. Like, it, it helps you find that balance. It reminds you that you had a good day. Um, and it just makes you um, appreciate things a little bit more. It's, it's really helped me out. Um, anyway, it's from the book Untamed. Um, try it. Hey, Kramer, this is Amber. I am in Atlanta, Georgia, and I learned of your podcast through The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Um, so, new fan, binged the whole podcast series, and I am finally caught up. But what I wanted to say was my weird um, hobby that I have maintained from childhood is coloring. Now, I know that it became really trendy a few years ago, but my um, coloring infatuation predated that. Before there were fancy coloring books, I was still, you know, in my 30s coloring in children's coloring books, and I still do. It really helps with anxiety, but I just really enjoy it because I have OCD and I like to make perfect pictures. So that's my weird childhood hobby, and I am currently almost 41 years old. Have a good one. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.